project is the importance of telling the stories of women who have found inspiration, growth, and power through fandom. My name is Jenna Wren, and I'm the host of the Portrait of a Fangirl podcast. I'm here today with event organizer and talent handler, Lexi L. How are you, Lexi? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's even better that I get to talk to you today. Yes, it's a pleasure. (laughs) So we always start our podcast by asking the guests, what do you think of when you hear the term fangirl? So if you had asked me kind of when I was younger, I was so used to a lot of my friends and classmates kind of fangirling over boy musicians like Justin Bieber and One Direction. Um, And I guess... I didn't have the most positive view of a fangirl back then. Not that there's anything wrong with fangirling over them whatsoever. It just definitely was not my thing. I was not boy crazy. I was like, let me go play Webkins and Club Penguin <laughs> and leave it at that. Um, but I think now I have a much more positive view of what a fangirl is because ultimately when you fangirl over something, it's because you're very passionate about it, whether it be people, a hobby, media, you fangirl over it because you're passionate about it and because it really sparks something inside you. So I suppose when thinking of what a fangirl is, it's truly that passion. Right. It's that something inspires you so much that you just can't help but latch onto it and love it. Yes, exactly. What is it that you fangirl over? Well, obviously I work a lot with voice actors. um, So that is really a major thing that I tend to fangirl over because When I first realized that there are actual people behind these animated voices that we hear all the time, I just thought it was the coolest thing, Um, especially seeing behind the scenes videos of what I've already heard and then hearing and watching the final product. It's entertaining and it's just neat to see how it all comes together. And it really inspired me the way that these voice actors can manipulate their voices and their vocalic elements to just truly make you feel something. They can have you laughing, crying, getting angry, all sorts of things. And you don't have to see them to feel what they're trying to portray. Now you mentioned you work with voice actors a lot. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah. So mainly I am a celebrity guest handler at conventions. So kind of what I'll do is I will stick with a voice actor for the entire weekend and simply help them with whatever they might need. Um, So this is typically like transactions between fans if they want to buy prints or pictures. Um, I'll kind of like escort them around if they have panels and such, take care of their basic needs. If they need a drink or if they need some food, just make sure they get that. But I am also a special guest manager at Anime Magic. 
So tell me a little bit about Anime Magic. That's coming up in a convention coming up in August, right? Yes, August 18th through 20th. So we are kind of one of the fastest growing conventions in the Chicagoland area, which has been super fun, even just from last year to this year. Now, being behind the scenes of it all and tracking the growth throughout the year, it's been super neat to see. Um, I remember kind of being in the volunteer orientation last year, how they told us about their growth. I think it was the first year they were expecting maybe around 500 attendees and got like over that amount. They've been growing exponentially, essentially. That's just crazy to see. So they basically, they've more than doubled in the past year. Absolutely. This is only their fourth year. Wow. So they just started um, kind of before COVID. You know, they were very small, but pretty much in those couple of years, they've been like doubling their audience almost. Is this the first time that you have worked for a convention organizing one like this? Yes. So this is the first time I've ever been like a manager and behind the scenes. Typically, I go into conventions just being a handler. You know, so just kind of jumping in the weekend of, uh, but this time I'm there year round, essentially, which is really awesome. (laughs) That actually brings up a point that I wanted to ask. What goes into the planning of an event of this sort of scale? So, so much. I mean, I'm only really working for maybe three-fourths of the year because... We'll kind of start around January since our event is in August. Uh, That's like really when we start actually getting together. We have weekly meetings. Um, For the first couple of months, we're just kind of getting ideas out, starting to build up what we want for this year. Kind of moving towards this time of the year, it's really finalizing our guests, our events, uh, schedules, all that type of stuff. And then there's event weekend, of course, which is the big shebang where everything happens. Um, And then a little bit afterwards, we kind of had the cool down time where we're closing up the convention, uh, giving feedback, receiving feedback, and just talking about like things that went well, things we could improve on and -and so-and-so. So, Working in the more organizational, managerial aspects of conventions and fandom, does that ever take the fun out of it for you or out of being a fangirl? Honestly, I don't think so. It can definitely be a lot of hard work, long hours, and it can get tiring and sometimes overwhelming. But at the end of the day, I love being able to sit down at a convention with the guests, uh, see them having a good time. But also part of the whole reason I love being a handler is because you get to see all the fans come up to meet these voice actors and you get to hear their stories of why they love the shows that they do, you know, why they're cosplaying from certain fandoms, just really what speaks to them. I'm going to go on a limb out on a limb and say you're you're an extrovert, right? Yes. <laughs> so I would think that that probably lends well to this sort of 
business, you have to kind of have that personality to be able to jump in there with the fans and with the guests. Yes, absolutely. Being an extrovert definitely, I think, helps in this scenario because ultimately being a handler, it's kind of a customer service role. So you have to be okay with talking to a lot of people and interacting with a lot of people. So it's good to, you know, obviously have the customer service side of it and be able to handle large crowds, but also to just make people feel welcome and comfortable when they are coming up to meet these guests, because there are some people that aren't used to this kind of stuff. So they can be really nervous. And when you're an extrovert, it kind of helps to just ask them how they are, say, I love your cosplay, just kind of get them warmed up so that they're ready for the guests. Right. Now, do you ever get nervous around voice actors if they're from your favorite anime or show? Absolutely. 100%. You go into fangirl mode? (laughs) Too many times. And I'm surprised I have managed to maintain my composure as well as I have. (laughs) Um, I remember the first convention I ever worked, Comic-Con Revolution. I was handling Michaela Joel Murphy. I had Karina Becker on the side of me. And then all of a sudden, Christina V comes up to Karina's table. And I was like, oh, my God, that is Christina V. I love her so much. She is one of the people that really got me into this path. Um, So I was freaking out that she was right next to me. And the next thing I know, she comes up to me and offers me like a little freeze-dried peach ring candy. And I was losing it mentally. I'm like, oh my God, she's talking to me. She's offering me candy. Like, ah! You have to kind of still try to find that balance between maintaining your professionalism and fangirling. That's how I was on the outside or on the inside. But on the outside, I'm like, oh my gosh, of course. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So sweet of you. And then of course I make sure to be like, by the way, I love your work so much. You're a very talented voice actress and it's a pleasure to meet you. First time I worked anime magic, uh, last August, I was told like right before the convention that I would be handling both Jonah Scott and Kaylee McKee. And I was losing it i'm like how do i how do i do this (laughs) i was so nervous i could barely sleep i just kept thinking about it all the way up until i met them and then it's like handler mode kicked in and i was able to maintain composure right you have a job to do you're there for you know a certain reason and you kind of go into that more professional yeah and ultimately at the end of the day too they're normal people just like you and i there's not really a reason to cause any sort of big fuss. Yes, you can love them and appreciate their craft and think they are very talented, but you can just tell them that. With Jonah Scott and Kaylee McKee, were you big fans of their work because you were so excited to see them? So Kaylee, I was kind of newer to, because really I had only heard of her work through Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Um, and obviously that was still kind of a newer movie. So that was the first time I'd really been exposed to her work, but incredibly talented. And I was like, this is so cool. You know, I'm getting to meet the voice behind one of the biggest anime movies right now. Jonah, though, I had known him from like Skate and such. But I mean, I was still relatively new to his work as well. 
it's Jonah Scott. Like everyone knows Jonah Scott. So uh, that's kind of why I was a little frazzled. I was like, these are some really cool people. And I know they're awesome at their work. They've got great things going for them. I want them to have fun this weekend and I want to have fun also and get to know them. And I hope I do well. Cause also that was my first time really handling anime people and not somebody I knew. Because before I was mainly with the Avatar The Last Airbender cast, I'd kind of gotten to know them through the years. Um, so it's like anytime I was a handler, they just asked me or like, you know, I just kind of tagged along with them. So this was the first time I just straight up kind of volunteered to randomly do it. And <laughs> that's how it ended up playing out. And there was no previous sort of relationship between you and those actors whereas exactly. you had been friendlier friendlier with the cast of yeah. avatar for instance yeah so it was just kind of jumping straight in which was also why i was very nervous right and jonah scott is like in if you're in the anime fandom he is in everything yeah exactly what's a current fandom that you're obsessing over i would probably say the genshin and honkai star rail communities Genshin really got me back into gaming. I used to play tons of video games as a kid, but I stopped for a good couple of years. But thanks to the encouragement of some friends and also people like Karina Becker, I was like, okay, fine. I came, I'm going to play it. And I've, I've been hooked ever since. I just, I love the design, the lore, the storytelling, the characters. There's so much behind it. Voice acting too, of course. So many people uh, voice characters in Genshin. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, again, once you see in one place, they just appear everywhere. So with Genshin, you're also a cosplayer. Did that kind of spark creativity for you? Absolutely. I've actually been in a cosplay slump for a while. I just haven't really had the motivation, I guess, to cosplay. But... Um, I think in November it was, I got my first ever Genshin cosplay. I bought Amber, my lovely girl, and I just debuted her at ASEN. And it was so much fun. I loved it. It really brought back the passion I had. And even though my cosplay broke like seven times that day, I had such a good time. It was so much fun having people like come up to me and ask for pictures and say they love my cosplay. But then like, I also finally got to participate in the fandom with my friends who got me hooked into it. So that was just a really nice full circle moment. And now I've ordered like a Honkai uh, Star Rail cosplay March 7th. Again, I say jokingly that I'm always attached to like the bubbly archer friend that you meet first thing. And I will be getting a secret second Genshin cosplay. What advice would you give a younger version of yourself about embracing her inner fangirl? I would say, honestly, as simple as it sounds and as cliche as it may sound, not or don't care what other people think. It doesn't matter like, oh, I still am in contact with a lot of people from high school. What would they think about me doing all this and fangirling? I feel like the complete opposite of myself. Don't worry about it. Doesn't matter what they think. As long as you are happy and doing what you're passionate about, that's what matters. It may 
feel really weird at first to kind of be the outsider in a community, but you will find your people so fast. And then what you already enjoyed will be 10 times more enjoyable because of the friends and people that make you feel like family that you meet along the way. You meet people that feel like family and then you just stick together and it really increases the passion, makes for so many good memories. It's like, had I not met these people, I never would have experienced half the things I did. Being a fangirl put you on a path to basically your career. It did. It really did. Which it's kind of weird to say, but you know, that was a promise to myself I kind of made during quarantine. I was like, you know what? Start embracing what you like and your passions more because why shouldn't you? It's something you like. There are other people that like it too. You just haven't really found those people yet. But you will. Exactly. You will. Mm -hmm. And when you do, it's going to be incredible and more than you ever could have thought of. And I think that's basically going to wrap us up for today. Lexi, thank you so much for talking to me and sharing your experiences. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was great to talk as usual. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on Instagram by using the handle Portrait of a Fangirl or anywhere else on social media as Temple of Geek. Do you want to check out some other episodes or shows? Why don't you head over to templeofgeek.com where you will find all sorts of content that pertains to the world of geek. 